Coming up next on the Franchise Industries number one podcast, video cast, and educational resource, FranX, we're talking about franchisees, bungee jumping. Coming up next. Charles, did you hear about the franchisee who went bungee jumping? There is no franchisee that went bungee jumping. Why you sound so deflated by that? I'm not. I read your article, the newsletter this week, so. Got a lot to talk about. No, it's a good topic. So I think I think it, it's, it's something that is missed by franchisors. I'll position this, and then, as always, I'll probably talk too much, and then Charles will go. The franchise franchisee tends to be risk averse. And we don't look at them that way. We, we pigeonhole them into a buyer category. And a general buyer isn't necessarily risk averse. But if you look at categories of what causes them some, some symptoms of being risk adverse, like buying a car, if if a human is someone that needs to go test drive a car 25 times, uh, look at all the data online, look at safety reports, they probably are risk adverse. Whereas me, when I buy a car, I'm like, I thought about it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going to buy. I don't. I, I guess I can test drive it. It's fine. But that's what I'm going to buy, and I go and I buy the car. Like. Part of the reason probably why I'm an entrepreneur is because of my tolerance of risk. Now, I, I will not jump out of a plane and I'm not interested in bungee jumping, but generally me as a human being, I'm, I'm ready to go. So franchisors, if you're pigeonholing everybody together, then you're not, you're not giving to your lowest denominator, 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 is that right? Denominator, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm trying to use Denominator's math. Denominator. Yep. Your lowest point, you've got to give them the tools to get comfortable with the idea of buying this. And you also have to understand that there's going to have to be some sort of chaos in their life to push them into the moment of becoming a franchisee because it's it's much different than a business. You're asking someone to invest their life savings, quit a job, move on from a career, and buy your brand where they're not going to have any control because it's a franchise you're operating your system. So my point is, again, I said I would talk too much. My point is we're not, we're not catering our content to help solve that challenge of making the buyer feel comfortable in that process. Thoughts? Yeah. So what I, what I like about this is right. This is just mindset for the franchise order to apply here. And this was mindset that we discussed in the heart of COVID during our development conference. Um, so we know the biggest risk is probably not taking risk, right? So you can't succeed without risk. We also know franchisee candidates are risk adverse because otherwise they would be business owners or entrepreneurs. And then, so the franchisor's job is to bridge that gap, the gap between here are the facts a franchisee candidate knows, they're comfortable with, they feel safe, there's no risk, 
to buying this franchise where, you know, there's vision about that transformation, what's going to happen. So franchisors need to be a catalyst to bridge that gap during the sales process. Which, I mean, it goes, it goes much deeper. I mean, you need to be genuine, but, you know, you use the term often and you've used it in our newsletter coming up about scaffolding, right? And provide, I think that is the best term both for franchisee candidates and existing franchisees. If you're thinking about that scaffolding, you're providing them. And in this case, that bridge, the facts they know, the vision and transformation that will occur as a franchisee. If you could bridge that or give them the scaffolding, you're going to win. All right. I think, I think what you just said is, is super important to extract here for the franchisor. The term scaffolding, like when someone buys into a franchise, they are clearly not going and creating their own things. So they're relying on the systems and processes you're scaffolding to make them successful as an operator. Yet if we land on franchise websites and, you know, shame on me for not having this aha moment before Charles was just talking, but we, we categorize support as just a broad statement, like we offer you more support. Well, let's give them a journey. So if on the franchise website, it takes you from this moment, what happens next? Maybe you get to the form and it says, it literally says, what happens next? You're gonna inquire. We're gonna do a call with you uh, to discover and make sure, you know, that it's worthwhile us going into a more in-depth discovery. You're going to do your due diligence. You're going to talk with franchisees. You're going to look at other brands in the category to make sure you're landing in the right place. You're going to do this, this, and this. And then you go, and now you've gone through discovery day, and now you're going to go through the process of opening. And then here's what happens. And now you've opened your unit, and this is what happens. And now you've been open for 18 months, and this is when you add another unit. And this is what happens. But nobody is answering that. It just says, support. So it. I'm glad that you said that, Charles. It's going to make me think differently when we're looking at websites from this moment on. So call that a great aha moment for me too. But brands, like all you're doing to the buyers that are buying these brands is providing scaffolding. That's all, like that is your job, right? Scheduling. Scheduling. Well, Nick, I, let, let me just, because again, it's it's always interesting how things evolve. It's drilling down, right? So, you know, love that broad, that comparison, broad category of support. If you're drilling down and the franchisee knows what's going to happen pre-opening, how we're going to spend marketing dollars, what's the marketing strategy while going into detail, really going under the hood and getting into specifics, that creates security, that brings them closer to the vision of being a successful business owner. And I, that is a big missing link in the uh, franchise sales process. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna actually show Joe's comment because I think there's, there's things that we can share on this one or discuss on it. Then before we break, before we end, I wanna swing over to the franchisee on what questions they need to ask the franchisor to help settle their, calm their nerves in the process. But let's put Joe's up here. Risk averse people are those who prefer lower returns 
with known risks rather than higher returns with unknown risks. Comment on that, Charles? Let's start on that part of this. Look, I, I mean, that's fundamentally true. But I think on the franchise sales process, your, your franchise is positioned in a certain way. Is it a sub 100K franchise? Is it a lifestyle franchise? Is, is it a large investment? So you know that going in and you're going to be attracting or at least uh, working to attract the right franchisees and you're going to deal with their risk levels, right? So, I mean, I, 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 I don't think you're going to pick and choose the risk aversion of your franchisees. That's going to be dictated by your system and the category you're in. And then it's up to you to bridge that gap for them. But I mean, what Joe's saying is accurate. I, I think to some extent, I mean, like here, here's the counterpoint. Like the reality is just because you're risk adverse, adverse in business doesn't mean that carries over into your personal life. So there, there are definitely stories of franchisees who go bungee jumping, but don't want to bungee jump in business. Cause like some of the like safest financial people are the ones that take the the lowest level risk or their risk tolerance is low, but that still ends up building tremendous wealth. So I don't know that it carries over exactly, but franchisees as a whole, because of what they're buying tend to have that mindset, which is exactly why, where I agree with Joe's comment, I think a lot of franchisees, when they look at item 19, they're looking for average and worst case scenario versus looking at it and saying, well, who's your highest earner? I'm going to beat them. And that's really the, 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 if you can find those people that are like average, I'm going to do double that. Like find the people that are super motivated to, to beat your system by out hustling, out spending, whatever it turns into. The second comment of there is that he said, uh, one might say that franchisors are risk averse because since they want franchisees to, risk their own capital uh, and development and their own money. And I, I agree with that as well. Um, I think that's, that's an excellent point. I think it's completely uh, part of that process as well. Yeah, I mean, that, that's absolutely true. And, and there may be reasons, right? Capital, labor, and a whole, you know, a bunch of other right. things, but for sure, franchisors are risk adverse. Absolutely. Okay, so let's swing over to the franchisee real quick. Uh, franchisee, what questions uh, do they have or should they have to make sure that their comfort level increases in the process? Right. So let's just reverse engineer the scaffolding, which would be what steps are you going to be taking, you know, in training, post-opening, you know, 12 months from now, to help me succeed specifically, right? What's that formula that's going to help me succeed? And I get, you're going to give us marketing programs and whatever else, but let's go deeper. Why should I sit here today and understand that, you know what, you're going to help this vision become a reality. Right. And what are those steps you're going to take? Right. Yeah. I, I tend to agree on that. Um, I think the franchisee saying, uh, asking the question, how can you fill my, my gaps? And then secondly, how are you gonna to continue to support me? And third, I, if I'm a franchisee, I'm also saying, well, tell me why you, like, why are you better than everything else that's out there? Let the franchise, swing it over to the franchisor too, you know? Right, and that, that why you 
right? Once you get past the fundamental, needs to get back to what we we're originally discussing, right? Which is all that scaffolding in our formula to succeed, right? How, how are you going to make my phone ring? Right. I agree. So for franchisors out there, takeaway is more contents. We've been saying this and Charles will be, go make 700 <laughs> videos. More contents about the support structure. Dive into it a little bit deeper. And for the franchisee, make sure that you're asking the right questions so that you don't feel hesitation in your decision-making process. Right. Like if you were clicking on the support hyperlink, when you click it, what's the drill down of all those things that are going to pop up? Yeah. And use that to help guide your due diligence when you're talking to franchisees too. Ask them because the reality is when you're, when you're talking to existing franchisees, you should be saying, how did you get over your fears of becoming a business owner? That will help you feel confident too. I think it's a working framework. I, I just think we dove a little deeper into the franchise sales website. We're making things happen here at Franex.